Hi, everybody. I am the woman in his life tonight. Just me. Only one. Yeah. Only one today. Because we are doing a movie no one else wanted to watch on the team. And that is Bullet Train. <laughs> Bullet Train is Why? in theaters now. It's an action movie directed by David Leach, one half of the guys who made the original John Wick. Uh, he's also made Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde, Hobson Shaw, and hmm. this. So, And then uh, the writer is a new guy. I had to look up who the writer was after this because I was curious. And he has not done much. He was a co-producer on Lights Out in 2016, which is a very good horror movie. Okay. He did Fear Street Part 2, which is a, ser- a tr- trilogy of movies on Netflix I have not watched. This. And then he's got one coming out called Last Voyage of the Demeter. And that's directed by Andre Overdahl, who I'm a big fan of. So I'm hoping that'll be good. But So uh, everybody's got, like, thriller, scary stuff on there. Yeah, basically. But it's a young it's a, it's a young team. It's These guys, these yeah. are not super, these guys have only been around the past five, ten years. So Okay. Uh, but it's not a young, oh, it's a mixed cast. So we got Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, Yuku Sonata, Michael Shannon, Bad Bunny, Zazie Beats, and cameos that I don't want to give away because they're cameos. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll save that for spoilers. What do you know about this going in? Any of the stuff I just said? Are you interested? Yeah, I knew it was coming out. I saw um, that they were they were hyping it up and doing the um, the opening weekends and everything. So, yeah, um, it sounds sounds good. I mean, I can't remember the last Brad Pitt movie I saw. So, um, yeah, it Does looks this transition to a third act. I guess his third third act Brad Pitt is yeah. I guess I mean. This? He's he's really I mean he's he 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 runs this movie. There's some people that have also a pretty good amount of screen time, but um, yeah, this is more ensemble to me. I mean, I know, he, I know he's the main character, but we get very we get tons of plenty of stuff without him. Like he's 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 the lead of an ensemble. Yeah, we get a lot of time with like a a lot of like sort of couples, I guess, and and not your average couple couples. Yeah, we have yeah we have kind of odd couples. Yeah, a lot throughout. I yeah. think by design. Uh, where's my yeah. thing here? Ladybug is, that's Brad Pitt's character, is an unlucky <laughs> assassin that. who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. Hmm. Bullet train, because it's all on this bullet train from Tokyo to other place. What's the other place? Uh, Kyoto. Kyoto, yeah. I, yeah. I figured one was you, Tokyo. But um, yeah, they're going there. Um, 54 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is lower based on the trailer. And it was John Wick guys. John Wick movies all have like 80 somethings pretty much, and they're high audience scores. So I was Why like, yeah, this so will probably get low? that. What's up? Nobody, got, nobody was made by uh, the, the other, the other, or David Leach produced it, I think, and he made like another guy made it, whatever. Okay. The movies they he's associated with are typically. Uh, higher rated this this one was a little and then audience score i think was 78 which is you know that's not super atypical uh seven five i seven five imdb um all right that's enough that's enough preamble if you haven't seen go (laughs) see it if you want to that's the stuff you need to know everything is a spoiler yeah 
Yeah, there's too many. There's a lot of spoilers. Like I said, there's multiple cameos in this too, so I don't yeah. want to. A lot of spoiler stuff. So now that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, so Ladybug is his obviously is a code name for the Brad Pitt's character. He is an unlucky and like re- recovering, as in he's in therapy because he's been dissatisfied with his work because he's an assassin. Because all the movies that these guys direct, all the characters are assassins. Um, it makes for a fun world. And so he has, he's on a call with his handler, uh, Maria, and the, the, she's, he's got a job to do. It's, it's basically, it's a pretty easy one, supposedly. He's got to get this brief, yeah, briefcase on a bullet train, and it's, he's got to, does he have to, del- he has to just get it off, right? The train, that's his original objective, is to find it and get it off the train at a certain stop. Yeah, get on, get the uh, briefcase, and get off. Yeah. Yeah. Simple job. He's filling in for somebody else. Um, a different, a different Carter. typical guy. Car- Carver. Yeah. Yeah. Carver. Yeah. Carver. Who, yeah. We'll get him at the very, very end. Very. Um, end. and so he's he's got he's got this little job, and he's got like an optimistic attitude, and he's like, "You're looking at the new me. I'm not going to be this violent guy anymore. I'm I've I've turned over a new leaf." And uh, the the train challenges him on that. Um, and then there's a cast of other assassiny characters that were introduced to the twins as they're referred to uh <laughs> tangerine and lemon that's aaron taylor johnson and brian tyree henry uh there's the prince who's joey king's character she's like a schoolgirl, but she's also like british schoolgirl outfit looking thing but she's also assassin lady uh we've got the father and the elder uh and those mm-hmm. are members of white death's organization who he's the big bad we're gonna get at the end yeah he's, it's like uh, the yakuza uh, yeah, he's like a Russian dude, but he took over the Yakuza from from the Elder's former boss. There's a whole story about that. And mm-hmm. then a couple other smaller character, other assassin characters like the Wolf, played by Bad Bunny. Uh, the Hornet, played by Zazie Beetz. And then oh, that's why, the, there's the son, White Death's son, who is like, who Tangerine and Lemon are initially tasked to protect. Um, right. But we learn that all these different Assassins have different motivations, and then there's a thing that ties them together at the end. Uh, and they're you know they're gonna fight, and you know it's kind of, it's kind of a puzzly kind of thing. Watching the allegiances shift around, and it's yeah. got a punchy-ish dialogue, kind of dark comedy dialogue. So that's that's what's happening here. Okay, hmm. what do you think of Bullet Train? Why is this rated so low by all of these people? I'm confused because. Is it because people went to this movie thinking this they were going to get some sort of Brad Pitt vehicle, no pun intended, um, that, you know, something, I don't know, akin to, this is, I guess, the, the thing that I can think of most that it's more like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but very uh, on steroids. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of bummed because I was, I as we were watching the movie, I leaned over at least twice and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be liking this as much as I do because I really like this movie. I, it's, I don't know. Did you think it was going to appeal to me? I thought you would. Well, you like action movies, so yeah, I thought I figured you but would it's like this. Beyond that, it's super gory and like it's gory. Yeah. Well, do you like the John Wick movies? You like Nobody. I know you like that, which is I've a little more never... comedic than this seen a john wick movie because of the dog what? situation yeah yeah but that's not you don't you you already know what happens it's you don't need to there's no more i hold it against it much like you know the army hammer situation i hold it against the john wick franchise yeah but here um, okay that's extremely different but all right 
it is. I don't, I don't disagree and I'm not going to justify it. That's just how it is for me. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't generally, I, I want to say I don't generally love super gory movies because this is gore for gore's sake a lot of times. Um, although none of us live in an assassin world, so I don't know what that's supposed to look like. But we did just review The Gray Man, which is also an assassin movie and very different kind of assassin movie, I think. And I really enjoyed this a lot more. I It was the comedic element of it. It was um, the way that some of the characters played off one another. I truly enjoyed Lemon and Tangerine way more than I probably should have. Um, I do like that's Brian a pair Tyler. made for you. It's, it, it's an odd couple British pair with, a, with it actors is, that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Aaron Taylor Johnson in the beginning, when, when he was this character, I was like, oh, I don't really like this very much, but he grew on me. I do. I am a fan of Brian Tyree Henry. So that was, that was pretty easy for me. Um, this movie just was, uh, I, it, it had the propensity to go long and feel long because there's a lot going on a lot of the but it's a lot of the same kind of stuff but we do have a lot to uh unravel here so um yeah initially i think i'm giving this a rave review i'm I'm smiling so much right now thinking about it and it's way more there's way more blood in a movie than i should be smiling about so yeah I love this movie. Oh so my good. god! Oh, it's so good. I loved it. I, lo- I loved it, it too. Oh top, no! This is, gonna be, right now, it's, this is gonna be oh, a terrible so, review. This is gonna be a terrible review. Why is it? So, I have no idea why this is at fifty four. Not or seventy eight. Audience also seems too low. It seems, it seems too way low. too low. That's why this I'm saying a, there's this gotta is be a this... ninety across the board. This is a, this is really good. There's a couple of. Uh, logic leaps you have to make because, but like yes. that's because it's Assassin World. Like you make those same leaps in John Wick World, so it's not like it's not okay. super different from like that as far as like. But John Wick has oh, way I, better reviews than this, right? Which I can't yes, understand because I've seen uh, that's, I've seen pieces of it. I've seen you know scenes. I want to say I've seen like five or ten minute scenes from that, and that's I enjoy this more than all three John Wick movies. I like yeah, this more than all the John Wick movies. I like this is, more than nobody. I like this more. What were what the Which movies? Nobody did we was say? good. Yeah, I like nobody, but I like this more. I I've, I like this more than anything that these couple of people. Have. That's why I was looking up the writer after. I'm like, this guy's yeah. never, he has written anything I've seen. Like he's he, the I writing mean, is really sells it for me. I love it is. The cho- and all the screenplay it, choices. Deadpool kind of is the only thing that comes close to this as far as like the humor plus the gore. Um, yeah, but this Deadpool is even makes, better than that. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, I like this more than both Deadpool's. I like this more than everything in this ER. It's uh, and I was watching it. It's very um, Tarantino. Uh, what's the other guy? Guy Ritchie uh, style ripoff. There's been a million of those. Yeah, but it's better world. than that. It's better than all. It's be- it's the best of the of those knockoffs that I've seen at like in like what are the what are the famous ones? There's like Lucky Number Slevin. Uh, there's the su- Sushi Girl. Uh, Bad Times, El Royale, um, all those kind of ones yeah. where they have a large ensemble cast and it's leaning on dark comedy, snappy dialogue, and then some fighting. Um, and this is just so much better than all those. It really is. It's top tier. I don't know why this it is really, getting. I, I like either. everybody. I love it's the themes. I love the themes. I it's 
every every it's written so tightly. It's maybe not it's not laugh out loud funny, but I am like it's it's got that it's that like consistent smile chuckle oh, la- it's throughout. It's not not laugh out loud funny though because I didn't I really laugh out loud a whole I, uh, lot. Can I tell you uh, Tell me what you think what I thought was the best running joke through the whole thing and what I laughed at. Thomas Tank Engine? Oh, my God, Thomas Tank Engine. (laughs) I mean, Brian Tyree Henry walking around with a sheet of Thomas the Tank Engine stickers and describing all of the people he's meeting as Thomas characters was the best and that's i not even the best for me that's just fine now. like that that could have worked even better i think but it, i like if that was even better it would be it would be even better in my head that wasn't that's not even like my favorite bits uh, uh of the wow. of the well i mean i i, I do like it gets it's super inside baseball because at one time at one point there the tangerine 11 at the very beginning when they're talking about the thomas take engine thing aaron taylor johnson slips into a um into a Ringo, Ringo Starr, because he was the narrator, but he slips into that voice oh, for a little bit. Yeah, and that's totally yeah. inside, because like, if you hadn't watched Thomas Tank Engine, you wouldn't know Ringo Starr was the narrator of Thomas Tank Engine. So, right. Uh, I like uh, shout-outs like that. A lot of good, oh, it's just a lot of good montages. I love the bad The whole movie usage. was a montage. There's, I mean, I, like, that's why I like it so much. It's so montage It's so montage-heavy. It's two hours, and I didn't check my phone at all i was just it was zipping by yeah. it was so fast yeah and i was believing all i was like even this world though this world is maxi like it's out there and it's not and even if it existed in real life it's probably not anything i would encounter in my you know in my world um what the heck it was just like there was only one one kind of thing that they explained a way at the end that I didn't really like. It was about how all of a sudden there was a bullet train full of regular people and then it just kept dwindling down to becoming a bullet train full of assassins. Uh, because they got, cause the bit, cause white death bought out the train at the end. Yeah. It's those kind of things. I can, I'm f- totally forgiving of papering over that kind of stuff though. Cause like it, in my head, it's assassin world. Like it's like the John Wick world, John Wick world, where like babies are packing heat. So like it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> like like that the the as long as the internal logic of the all the characters is working out, that's what I care about most. And they oh, it's tight. Yeah. It's very tight. Yeah. It's yeah. It, the uh, all right, it's some of my favorite writing writing pieces. So the big overarching thing for Ladybug is he's unlucky, right? But yes. there, it's, it was, it was, uh, what was, it was, the, the, oh, the beginning, even the beginning, the setup, every, oh, it all comes back. It's so good. Uh, he, it's like, he, uh, oh, when he, re- when he loses his key to the, well, he loses the key at the beginning. Uh, the very, yeah. the very beginning is, um, is Andrew Koji's character. The, the father is in the, in the room with the, his son who got pushed off a roof and there's a TV oh, right, playing. Right. I forgot all about it shows that. Two, yeah. two, it shows two TV things. One is that little anime creature yep. thing. And yep. the second is the boom slang, the snake, snake that escapes. Then we go to yep. the kid in the bed. And then the elder dad comes in and does like the smallest little seed of dialogue planting. And then we get to, then we are introduced to Brad Pitt. And then there's, oh, what, how is it phrased? I, I was trying to remember exactly the phrase. It was something like, I, I, you're unlucky now to perfect prevent the catastrophe that was coming if you weren't this unlucky like you know something like that like right the y- reason you don't that, know it's yeah the reason you're so unlucky now is because if you weren't this unlucky 
you would have no something idea what's coming for you. Happens. Like, yeah, something it's, even worse for that. Like, if you are, you're, I'm unlucky now to prevent something worse from happening. And at the end of that explanation is when he steps in the puddle and he yes. and he like he's like, oh man, and then a car comes whizzing by and it would have smashed into him. Like, perfect, I get it. I, I right. he's unlucky and unlucky things will happen to him frequently, but it's all in service of something larger. Then we meet right. the good luck character too, and. There's and then the good luck character is uh, Joey King's character, the prince, and she right. has small things that Brad Pitt does, and it's bad luck for Brad Pitt, and it's good luck, and it ends up being good luck for her. And there's a so many examples from the water bottle, uh, sleeping powder to the to to the at one point, uh, him and uh, Aaron Taylor Josh are in a scuffle, and Aaron Taylor Josh's character gets gets shot, and he's trying to warn. Brad Pitt of Joey King's character not to trust her and at the same time it's good luck for her because she was just about to get found out bad luck for him because he she was just about to get found out same like oh it's right by him. I love all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah yeah um the the writing of the kills the white death kills you with their own with your own weapon I think is his right. like thing and the people right. who die in this movie get killed by their own weapon, and they don't. They all get point, killed by their own weapon, and you think and they do not draw any attention to it. I, I've noticed it after maybe not Tassie beats one. What was before that? Maybe it was uh, the, when I thought Brian Tyree wolf? Henry died, but he didn't. Oh, the, yeah, the wolf was early, or was it? The wolf was early, but the, yeah. the wolf, yeah, the wolf's his own knife. Aaron Taylor Johnson's yeah. his own gun. Brian Tyree Henry gets his own gun, but he doesn't die. He comes back for third act. Yeah, um, I was so surprised about that. So that was good. I was glad. Was I was like, that I'm was, glad we're not yeah, done with too. him. What I knew the scene, and you, I knew the scene too when the the two they say their goodbye to each other. They kind of part ways, the twins, and it's right. played for like you movie language. You know, it's their last scene together as like both being alive, and then they both get goodbyes to each other because he thinks the the one thinks the other is dead, and then he isn't right. dead, and the other one really yeah. Um, they each get a goodbye scene for their twin. Yeah, right. And it, yeah, and and yet, like the the yeah, killed with your own weapon. Oh, there's more. I'm I'm not even. Thinking. Those are the ones that like jumped out. I'm like, oh, I love it. I love, I love the tightness. I love the. And then then it's it's good luck, bad luck. And then the guy, elder comes in at the end with like a little fate speech. Um, mm-hmm. And it's I like the whole me- messages like it, it, it's like an old proverb or something. Uh, where like something goes well and they're like, oh, that's good luck. And then the guy says, maybe. And then because of that, something bad happens. Like, oh, that was bad luck. And he goes, maybe. And then a good thing <laughs> happens because of that. And it keeps doing that forever. And the, the answer is like, you don't know if something's good or bad luck now. It might be good like right this second or it might be bad right this second. But you don't know what it's preventing right. or. Yeah. So it's it, I, yeah, like, it's I like that piece. Yeah. It's like butterfly wings. You know, it's it's that whole thing about what's happening you, you don't know just because something in front of you looks like it's happening and things are going well, this could be the beginning of the downfall of something. And just because something's bad, like getting your pant wet and you mm-hmm. don't get hit by a car. How great is that? So, yeah, I thought Brad Pitt was really extraordinary in this. Like I, it, it's a, I think it's a, a hard character to pull off because it's, he's there and he's trying to, you know, become all Zen with himself and also come to terms with the fact that he's really unlucky. Um, and he doesn't look at himself as being an assassin as being like a bad thing. You know, it's just sort of, 
It's just who he is. It's just his job. There's no yeah. malice intended. It's so strange. It's the weirdest feeling because I really, truly believe that there's no malice intended in the fact that he is an assassin as as a profession. But that's what I like about, and that's all all of these guys. I don't even know who you would consider in this group. But like David Leach, Chad Stahelski, uh, all those guys. They, the the yeah. the assassin assassin is treated as another job. Like it's just a job. It, and that's right. why, like, when Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brad Pitt have their long, elongated fight, and they're almost flying out of the train, and then he's <laughs> like, I probably should take... He's about to stab Brad Pitt. He's like, I take that call. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I probably should yeah. take it. Then he does. And he, it's a good thing he did, too, because he, he, he they had to... He got a message up, upon high, and then they have to do their little uh, fake skit in front of... Uh, white deaths people and then brad pitt does the yeah he does the combination lock thing and all the shit falls out because he's unlucky it's <laughs> odd but oh, it's, I, I, I just love the right i want to see this again i love the writing i want to catch everything it's so yeah it's so that's why i had to look at the, the, the writer oh i can't wait for whatever that other movie is he's doing with andre overdahl because that'll be great i agree too and it's really i think it's really hard to do this this movie almost 100 percent takes place on this bullet train i mean there's there's a yeah, couple, a couple stations. stations and things like that and we talked there's, there's a lot the, of flashbacky stuff like uh, yeah there's, there's flashbacks to the, a wedding flashbacks to um the a lot of the yakuza stuff is black stuff yeah yeah and the um the boy you know the, the whole and the whole thing seems so um unlikely to happen and unlikely to uh, to set these the, this whole series of events in motion you know i'm um, but it you know she the so the girl uh prince, prince pushes pushes this boy off the roof and somehow somehow it sets all of this into into motion and you don't really question all the things that have to happen in order for that to Happen. It makes enough sense with the movie's internal logic and the characters what they're doing, yes. and yes. and the and the con- it is not constant, but like it's there's so much exposition coming off, but it's mostly in montage form, which I've always said no better <laughs> e- no better exposition understand a character's full fleshed thing than a montage, uh, and look, perfect like. Bad Bunny's montage. He's the he's the um what is his character's name? The wolf. He the and wolf, you see yeah. his whole like we we get our introduction to Ladybug and Tangerine yeah. Lemon because they're like kind of the principal main people we're gonna follow. Then we cut to the wolf's whole background. He's he's like a low level guy and he does some. He saves the boss's ass a few times. He meets a girl, and he's like rising through the ranks. And then the wedding day, everyone gets poisoned, and now he's out for revenge. You get that in just a super fun, quick flashbacky thing. He has a good solid <laughs> fight, and Brad Pitt's confused because he doesn't even know who he is, and that adds to the mystery of like right. what's actually going on. And then he dies so quick and unexpectedly. Like I didn't think. Like, I was like, oh, he's gone already. He was in what they set him up. And then they knock and him then down. They and then they just take him out. Yep. Yeah, and like he's still part of the story because he's his pieces are part of other things. And then we find out about the other assassins, like Hornet, who comes in later, who's really responsible. Uh, but like, I, it just it oh, it's it's like I, that character was on screen for no time at all. Most of the time, on the, he's on screen, he's dead in a chair. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's yeah, putting yeah. him in different funny positions, and that leads to another great <laughs> writing misunderstand the misunderstanding mishaps in writing where like. Uh, 
he's with it's him, it's Ladybug and Lemon, and they're sitting at the table, and then they cordially, you know, assassinate talk, and then uh, the but you killed a guy on the train, and Lemon thinks it's he killed uh, the son, White Death's son, yeah, and then he's like, and then it gets like a quick flash, and it's all the way down in the train because uh, Wolf's dead, so they have that it's that good misunderstandingness, uh, right. Uh, right. all, it's it's so well built. I'm I do not understand why this is at a fifty four percent paltry, because, ridiculous. Because it's it's well built, but also it's man, is it well staffed? I mean, I after after I bought into Aaron Taylor Johnson, I was like, I'm 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 a good with pretty much all of these characters and i figured at some point i figured out about halfway through the movie because i'm like we haven't seen michael shannon yet and so i figured out who yeah he was you know be. he's gonna be white death yeah and and i was like i then i sat there thinking oh my god i cannot wait i cannot wait to see him when he when he comes out and he's and all of that is fine and everything and it's yeah. just sort of it's it's a little anticlimactic because i think i kind of built it up in my brain a little bit um but oh yeah because he's just trying to do an accent thing and it's it's fine like it's just a, it's not yeah. a, it's not a killer it's still it's still solid it's not quite what led yeah. up to it but and no and but it's you know it's important it's very important for the story because that's what leads you know the girl prince who's now we find out is his daughter and that Did you see that coming leads... didn't see i didn't it didn't rock me when it was revealed uh, but I, I didn't see it coming yeah i felt it at some point i don't know it it's i it maybe it had to do with i knew that there was a connection between prince and uh the son when you know when the son was killed and then she went over to him and spat on him i was like there's a connection here but i didn't think daughter i but i didn't know that it's not that at that point there was a connection maybe i don't know something um just the funny things in this movie the the use of all of like the weird anime stuff and how everything was just so japanesey and you know kind of just you wouldn't think it's believable, but it's totally believable in this universe. And, and I, I love it, you know, down to Brad Pitt going, Oh, these, I love these wasabi peas are great, you know, and mm-hmm. eating wasabi peas now for the whole rest of the, of the thing. And at the just, end, you, they, he did, they, uh, wasn't supposed to eat that banana. I was supposed to eat these wasabi peas. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even, I mean, and all the way to the end and there was a, there was a credit scene. Did you stay? No, I didn't. I didn't say I I don't Okay. I've given up on that. I'm like, you know, the movie It wasn't in credit, it was really quick. Like it was Oh, no, was I, I didn't right I didn't see it. Okay. I've forgotten what it was now. Well, we'll have to that talk about the end of the role. movie. Well, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Yeah, let me think what other ones I wanted to point out before the last part. Um we didn't talk about uh, Zazie Beetz character. She hers is, I guess, the least used of like pe- famous people character, like you know, people you know. Um, right. Because half the time whole... she's in a costume. Right. <laughs> she's mostly in a costume. She's she's kind of a wild card because she's kind of we we don't know. She's the last one we find out is there. She's the last like um, she's the last one on the train we find out is in on this whole whatever's going on. Uh, right. And then. Yeah, and she gets taken out with her own venom, which is all part of the kill by your old weapon thing. It's, it's, How it's, it's was a good that extra not the piece. best? 
yeah, that was the best death where Brad Pitt's like, oh, is there anything I can do to help you? And she's like, totally water dying from this. Yeah. And like, oh, do, you, do you want some water? <laughs> or I don't, what do you, I mean, I don't know what you're going for there, but you know, it was like, it was the longest, funniest death. I laughed too much at this movie. It's not funny. Everyone dies. I mean. Well, he, and I love that. Uh, it's uh, back to the the bad luck, bad luck leading to good luck thing. It's it's Brad Pitt actually. He gets stabbed by the anti venom, and then later he gets bit by the loose snake that she was looking yeah. at. She, which was set up even earlier by the news thing saying, "Oh, the boom slings." I'm like, "Oh, that's good. If that comes back, that's so good." The thing, the thing that yeah. was written that didn't come to fruition. And I didn't know how they were going to do it, and I was hoping they would, and they didn't really. Was at one point Joey King's the prince character is like this is like my story this isn't all your story so I was waiting for a turn where she was the secret protagonist and I thought that's what the end because her character is the most mysterious until White Death comes in and it's like oh it's a father daughter okay okay that's what that right. is but I was right. I I thought there was gonna be some other thing that made her the re- like the main character main character and because she dies at the end but I thought she was I thought she was gonna be like. I don't know. I thought that something was going to happen there because that's that's what the setup was. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I the I mean, she the setup was to bring him into the the Michael Shannon character. So yeah, just to give him a little more tie in to everybody because otherwise he's right. just otherwise he's just bit you know evil figure at the end. He has a connection to I guess uh, the elder uh, uh, Hiroki right. Sonata's character, but um, right. That, yeah. yeah, from when he took over the... And he the, ultimately uh, dies because of her, right? Because he shoots yes. and the beads, that the thing that you yes. put on the gun, yeah, tr- yep. triggers it back at him, yeah. I was waiting for that to happen the whole movie, honestly. I was like, oh, well, she's going to get killed by her gun because everybody gets killed by their own weapon. And so I was waiting for that to happen. And when it didn't, I was like, this is weird. And then, oh, he's going to get killed by her. Like, she ultimately kills her father. Yeah, she Be- kills him like she said she would because he right. shoots himself because of the gun. Yeah, the rigged gun. And then... Not only does she- he shoot himself, he blows half his head off. So, oh, yeah. yeah. He, it's it's a nice nice slice <laughs> taken out. And then she is killed not by her own weapon, but by, uh, by Lemon driving a tangerine truck as revenge. And I'm like... <laughs> It doesn't. End, it doesn't fit the scheme, but it's good enough and funny enough with the tangerine truck where I forgive it because I'm like, it's I, that's good enough. I'll take that. Like that's yeah. That's that's tight enough. Um, and we don't know that it's Lemon driving the tangerine truck until later. So. Until the very very end. Yeah. Until the very very end. Yeah. Maybe is yeah. that the post credit scene you were talking about? Because that did happen. That's, that's the post. I think that's the post credit scene. Okay, I did see that thing because that happens after maybe the director's name come up. Like not the actors' yeah. names don't even come up yet. They might have done the director, no, writer, it, producers, and that's it. No, it's really quick, and there was nothing after that. So that was right, that's totally worth off, waiting for. He jumps off the bullet train to take a guy out into the water, and then into the water. survives. And then yeah, we see he's right. the one that ran her over. I don't. As far as we know, he's he doesn't die, right? He goes off in the sunset, driving his tangerine truck. As far as yeah, so as far as we know, at the end, the survivors <laughs> end up being Ladybug, Lemon, and then the father and the elder both somehow survive. I don't know. <laughs> so they got fucking. They got fucked up. I know because <laughs> they, they got they got wrecked. I mean, there was there was some stellar. We didn't really talk about this too much, but there were some stellar fight scenes in this. Um, yeah. And a lot not of as it, much again, is... big fighting as I was expecting, and maybe that's what people are upset about because like the John Wick movies keep comparing it to that because yeah. that's how they advertised it. This is a direct director producer John Wick, whatever. Um, yeah, 
those movies are constant, constant fighting. And then they like so much. This is not a ton of fighting for what I thought it was going to be. It is the one thing I thought that, that there was less of than I was expecting. It's much talkier, which I, well, I, I don't... prefer. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like the John Wick things are pretty straightforward where this was a very complex story. Like there was, there was a lot that had to, um, there was a, a lot of story that had to get told in a fairly short amount of time and everybody had, you know, a piece to it and, and related to some time to more than one piece, one piece to it. So, um, that's why that, I was, this is more Tarantino guy Ritchie to me, but like one of the knockoff yeah. ones, like like the like bad times at El Royale, and like Lucky Number Eleven's always the first one I think of because that movie is the perfect like I'm a 20 year old dude who just watched all of Tarantino stuff and I'm gonna make a movie movie. It's so yeah. unbelievable. It's so it's so bad. I, I do I hate that movie. <laughs> it's so like. It's like a rival gang and Ben Kingsley's sitting in like a big castle with like a oh, and he's God, doing this no. like Yiddish accent and and what's, what's his Bruce Willis is the, is sitting in a, with a hat in a room at one point and that like keeps seeing <laughs> keeps going. I hate, it, it's so tr- it's trying so hard to be like pulp fiction and it's just not even close. And then bad times I like, but it's it's that same kind of thing. And this feels like those but working. Like this feels like those but like and it doesn't it's distinct enough where it doesn't feel like Tarantino or Guy Ritchie knockoff, even though it do- well, like it does, but it feels like it, it's that style without feeling like cheap and and bad co- college student movie. The problem for me with Tarantino and Guy Ritchie, not quite as much, but I, in the same realm, I guess, is that there's too much dead space. Like when he's having, like I like the the pace of this. This is. A quick paced movie. I, don't I had feel trouble that finding watching. where to go to pee. I was afraid I was going to miss something. You were going like, to miss something. There's I'm like, no I can't miss 45 miss seconds of this. I really can't. Like, I like, no, it, it, I will miss something. It's integral. And when you're watching a Tarantino movie, I don't get that sense of urgency. There's he he lets things breathe a little, which that's fine and everything. But I think that detracts from like that makes it too much of it, it puts it in the real world where I you know, you're talking about this being an assassin world, a very different world. And that's why I think I can enjoy this, because it does feel like that to me. It feels like, you know, it feels like the worst Saturday morning cartoon you could ever put on for kids. You know, it's like, it's just so quick and fun and funny. And uh, uh, you're not expecting a lot of, a lot of things. They don't, you know, he doesn't transmit a lot of things that you're going to see. And you, you know, there's, it's sometimes it's hard to be surprised in a movie like this because they're all just bad guys. Right. I mean, uh, name a non-bad guy in this movie. No, they, they're all bad guys, and like that's that. I would say that also puts it in line with Tarantino and Guy Ritchie movies. Those are mostly about most of their movies are about criminals and outlaws and antiheroes, and you know, or what's. But the, they uh, live in my world, and I don't want that. Like that's not a, a world. No, the that Kill I Bill, want to Kill Bill World's about. not your world. I mean, I guess Pulp Fiction World kind of is, and but like like Django and Shane, Hateful Eight are old timey westerny movies. Kill Bills are set up in a in a not real universe but they're still in a real oh, kill bill maybe not as much but the other ones are still really steeped in reality this doesn't feel like reality for me this is this feels like this you know 
this feels sort of like snowpiercer in that it's in this one little world that's happening that I, as long as I buy into this world, I'm okay. And as long, and, and it's okay for this world to be super hyper um, aggressive and bloody and, and because, because it is this world that doesn't exist in my world and it's hilarious and the story is yeah. great and the writing is good and the delivery is fantastic. And Brad Pitt in a bucket hat being an assassin and he's the clumsiest, not only is he unlucky, I think he's just clumsy and he's, he's really know. pitch perfect in this. This is, this is, I know, if this is his really, third act yeah. beginning. I'm like, love it. Good. This is great yeah. direction for you. I know. How's and that then dude we get, 58? At the end, we you get, look at that guy. You're like, you're 58. He's 58. That guy's 58. Oh. Like, dude, oh, you're like, I'd be like, that's a pretty good looking 43 year old. <laughs> like, like, he does not look 58. <laughs> 43 is not 43 in Hollywood. I mean, that's, that's I know. But like, if you, if you saw that, if you saw that guy walk around, you'd be like, oh, that dude's in his early to mid 40s. You would not be like, oh, that's almost a 60 year old man. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, then we find out at the end that his handler is, you know, Sandra Bullock. And uh, it's a favorite cam. She is ca- favorite of the. Yeah, she's probably. I think she's like fifty. But favorite of the cameos. We got Sandra Bullock as his, his, the yeah. voice throughout. We've got Channing Tatum as train passenger. Oh my gosh! And we've got Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as Carver, the assassin who was supposed to be there but isn't, and that oh leads to another very funny mix up when White Death is revealing why he because that's the big reveal. White Death. Right. coordinated this whole thing. The only thing he, I don't think he foresaw was his daughter, but he didn't really give a shit about that, even though his daughter is the end of being son. the death of him. Yeah. But like he was trying to get Carver on because Carver is the one who was part of responsibility for his wife's death. That's kind of this whole setup. I'm going to kill all the assassins who were uh, responsible for my wife's death one way or another, um, including right. his own son. Uh, but Ladybugs was not the one who was responsible there. Another string of bad luck, which ends up turning into good luck because <laughs> it wasn't. It was he was a replacement guy. He was supposed to. Ryan yeah. Reynolds is supposed to be the guy. <laughs> yeah, which that that would be a totally different movie. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good thing. And, and I love how Brad Pitt's like, oh, no, dude, I'm not Carver. So, you know, like, you don't yeah, kill we're me. Good. Like, yeah, we're solid. I wasn't the one who did this, you know. Um, and then we we see sort of, you know, as a side view that, oh, look, it's Ryan. Of course it's Ryan Reynolds. Who yeah, we see, like, the flashback. The helmet comes off of the driver of the car or whatever, and it's Ryan Reynolds, and he's doing, like, like that's all we see, too. It's just that, I'm pretty sure it's that one scene of him, but we don't hear him yes. talk at any point or do any other interactions. It's just that. I'm like, ah, it's pretty no. good. And if you don't know, it's coming, which... I knew there were cameos in this. Yeah, I knew there were cameos coming in this, so I tried not to look anything up because I was like, I I, I want to be as surprised as possible. Jerry Tatum pops up a lot of cameos now. He's like the young Matt Damon just showing up and stuff for a scene. (laughs) He took me out a little bit because I was really not expecting to see him there, but but he was a good addition. Yeah, his scene is really funny. If his scene wasn't funny, it would be bad, but like, that's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's really funny, and it's funny because it's Channing Tatum. That's that's a exactly big part of why it's yeah. funny. And um, the two, so there were, so there's this briefcase involved. That's what's part of the whole thing. And there's this point where these two guys are debating about whether they should, and they work for the bad guy, and they're like, "Should we?" I don't feel like we should open up this briefcase because you know what happens when you open a briefcase? There's always a bomb inside, and then the two guys that are close always get killed. And the guy's like, "We got to open up the briefcase." I felt like those two guys were. So somebody do you know if they were because they weren't credited either the two guys that were opening this they were opening the suitcase at the train station and they didn't want they were like i don't want to open this man because 
you know. I don't um, see them credited on what I'm looking at right now. So I don't know if they're. I don't see them credited, but I don't. There was. Channing Tatum didn't get credited. Neither did Ryan Reynolds. Um, no, but like, I'm looking. I have a pretty decent list here. I don't see them. Oh, okay. Out. Like, I don't think, I don't, okay. I think if they were named, like they might be like, um, it might've been like the writer or director or something like maybe I, or like, uh, oh, yeah. Or like one of their buddies from one of the other, one of their other behind the camera buddies from one of their other movies. I they do. That, yeah. that, that seems like a, that kind of role. One of those. Kind it of felt roles. like it because it was longer than it needed to be. But, um, but funny nonetheless, you knew it was going to happen. So yeah, it's decent. It's, it's, it's decent. Um, yeah, that's what, yeah, like I, I did not, <laughs> I was not laugh out loud funny for me for the most part. There was a couple of like pretty party Some laughs. It was though a little bit, but like I, I had, I had, I just, en- I was just more it really just like engrossed and enjoying all of it. I yeah. saw it with, I think there, there was a family of five in front of me. When I say a family, I mean they were it was an adult man and woman probably in their fifties, and then three, three kids. I would say ten to. 14 aged and then oh, okay. a, and then a dude sitting a couple Yikes. seats away from me by himself and then a dude sitting behind me who kept fucking turning his light on his phone and fumbling around <laughs> in all the seats and like looking for something <laughs> but he was looking in multiple seats and then he would stop and then he would start doing it again i'm like i, don't f-. I turned around i was like dude, you gotta fucking stop i said that and then he he, he <laughs> shined his he phone did. light at me and then he turned it off and then that was it and then he didn't do it anymore i'm like i don't, I don't fucking know what that all, all that was but oh god that you know what scene i thought was really funny and maybe i know it was meant to be that way but maybe i thought it was funnier than it was brad so brad pitt and aaron taylor johnson are fighting in like the dining car where the um yeah the girl comes the sparkling water scene the the, yeah the girl comes in she's like a a girl that just goes up and down and she's selling random you know random shit for people to eat and yeah and she's just like hello is there anything i can get you know mm-hmm. and uh, brad pitt's like yeah i'll have a water oh wait can i get a sparkling water and it's the f- but it's i mean it is sparkling water and there's and there's this whole fiji water thing that runs throughout the whole thing yeah which for I think the sleeping powder funny trick, too yeah. yeah with the sleeping powder yeah but how him and aaron taylor johnson are just kind of like looking at each other the whole time like yeah there's nothing going on here and these two look like they've been beat to shit and this girl is <laughs> okay, unfazed hello. like yeah she's like hello i know it's like okay thank you very much it's gonna be this much and he's like i don't have any money and then it's just i i just love that and it's played a little i love longer than it Aaron probably Taylor should Johnson have been, but to, i love that i love that Aaron Taylor johnson has to pay for his water <laughs> has to pay for his water and then they have to go back to fighting after yeah, yeah after chucked, that, um, the whole scene 10 ends. quid yeah yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, who has been quit. in so many things, and you, I, I think he's pretty yes. chameleon, chameleon like. I don't, he, I don't think he um, is a type. Like, I think he kind of, he, he, I think he molds into roles pretty well. I don't, I don't think I appreciated yeah. how good he actually is until until I saw him in this. I'm like, ah, I, I think I get it. Like, I think he's like actually a really good like actor actor like getting into like yeah him as a person i have no idea what that guy's like because then there, there's people who are in movies and they're them they're morgan freeman is morgan freeman and like he like it's obvious <laughs> and like there's people in this even but uh he he's a much more community and i appreciate it brian tyree henry is too he does all kinds of different types of characters that i've seen and he's uh, he's he's just been yeah. great i'm so glad we saw I- what we see him in that play like four or five years ago Five years ago, probably. Oh now. yeah, we saw him yeah. in Lobby he Hero, good. and he was not. He was. Yeah. It was Chris Evans, Michael Sarah, him, and fourth, and this 
other woman Bell, who is Bell Powell. Bell Powell. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh okay. She's. Yeah. I've seen her on something else actually. Now that you say her name. Um, yeah, she's been in. She in Glow. She, no, she's done some. And she's been in some TV stuff too. Okay, but like when we saw that, and like Chris Evans and Michael Sarah are the names, and like I was like, Brian Terry Henry blew the like, this guy blew he them out of the water. So he's good. the best yeah. of the four, and it's not he's circles around these guys. And then now, yeah, now he's got every movie role, thankfully, because he fucking is great. <laughs> but because he he deserves it, and oh, I agree yeah. about Aaron Taylor Johnson. I feel like this was really a mature. I mean, this this character was not a mature character by any stretch of the imagination, but like this felt like a mature choice for him because people know him from Kickass. He He was fucking Kickass. Kickass. He was a high school superhero like ten years ago, and like I I know, I mean, that makes sense age wise. He's in his early thirties, but then he was um, another. He was Quicksilver for one movie. Quicksilver in the Marvel. Yeah, yeah. He was in uh, Tenet. He was one of the. He's just like a soldier, like meathead guy in Tenet. Um, he's gonna be in. He's gonna be Cra- uh, Craven the Hunter in in that Sony universe of Spider Man shit. The Morbius, oh, uh, Vulture, like bad Venom. Choice. Uh, bad choice for him. Like he's gonna get wrapped up in yeah, that that's garbage. What I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, perfectly fine for them to get him. But uh, yeah, I I don't. I'm sure that'll yeah. be terrible. Uh, he's in Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> he's good. He is. Yeah. He is just excellent yeah i think so too underrated i did not appreciate i did i was wrong i i (laughs) thought he was a kind of a bum because i thought he was kind of stiff and kick-ass but i I was wrong well he was also a a virtual child in that movie so you know who else is really is (laughs) mature is his his wife his wife is uh i think 25 years older than him or something like that good for her they met well they met on a movie she was directing and he was 18 and she's like yeah 40 something and she was 40 yeah then then they got married right after that they're still together so good for them yeah Yeah, they had they had a couple kids and yeah they took each other's names yeah that's why he's aaron taylor johnson not aaron johnson because the was the the woman she's directed a few things i don't i haven't what's her name uh uh sam taylor wood Sam, yeah. Yeah, she directed... What did she direct? She's made something I've seen. Um, she writes like a lot of TV... Oh, she did Million Little Pieces, which I didn't watch, but that also has a... Uh, that's also Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, she did Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> okay. All right, well, that makes a little more Oops. sense why I don't watch her stuff. Um, we're getting off topic now. Anything else on this movie? I, I, yeah. was, I was blown away. No, I'm... Expectations I was too. Destroyed. I was... It, it, it's it was hard for me because like you know the, so the last two movies i've seen in the theater have both been these you know spy assassin movies and which is right up my alley i like that kind of stuff i don't like blood and gore i don't i, I at all like overdone i like it when it's appropriate i don't like it overdone and this like ran circles around the gray man for me which is oh yeah the gray man seems more up my alley like the gray man is more up your alley it's more tradition it's it's more born this is more up like this is more like me me when i first started watching movies like any any nerdy teenager who loves their tarantino shit like this is way more of that kind of thing but it's it's I know, but it's so fun. It's the funnest ride. And I have to give all the props. Honestly, if if Brad Pitt couldn't pull off this role, it wouldn't have been the same for me. And I'm not, you know, I like him. He's fine. Um, it's not, I don't have a thing about him. But he was just so good at being this unlucky, clumsy, yeah. Inspector Clouseau kind of... <laughs> 
you know, guy, but really like, you know, no, guys, I'm telling you, therapy is the way to go. And, yeah. you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be this angry assassin. You can be, you can, you can do this. And I think that it, the movie really hinged on that for me. I think everybody, everything else would have been fine otherwise, but he really shone, shone through. And then it made everybody else be that much brighter. I like to, uh, I think, uh, well, I think it's during the elder, elder speech, uh, right before the climax, he's, uh, he, the ladybug name, cause ladybug, good luck, try to turn your luck yeah. around. That's why, uh, Sandra Bullock gives him that name in the, in the beginning. And then the guy's like, yeah. uh, like ladybug, they're not lucky. They absorb the bad luck. That's what their little black spots are. I'm like, oh, that's a nice, that's perfect. Brad Pitt has all right. the bad luck. So the right things will happen. Like that's, that's kind of, right. it's kind of what he's saying. Cause it's the whole, the whole, yeah, I love that. his framing is bad luck to prevent worse luck. And then Joey King's character is somehow good luck things happen to me. And then, and then elder comes in and gives the, drops the fate thing. Like, oh, no, it's not good luck, bad luck. It's just fate. And then, and, it's it just is and it, yeah. it's it's a little like uh, uh, whooshy up in the air kind of mysticalism, but it works because all of yeah because of all the tight writing. It's just I this this writer. I got to go watch this fucking stupid Fear Street two or whatever the hell he wrote because I gotta I gotta see if he, I'm if not it's gonna have to do that if it I, I Zach <laughs> Owees Okawees. Zach Olkowiz, what if that's how you say it, dude? You're okay. That dude has got it. I'm I'm so excited for more. Um, all right, Bullet Train, you recommending it? <laughs> well, let's get more. Uh, I guess yes. <laughs> the, go see fence. this movie. And yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know that anyone's going to enjoy it as as much as you and I did. That I yeah, know, I didn't know you. World, I didn't think but... you would enjoy it as much as I did. I really oh loved my god, it. I loved it so <laughs> much. It was so adorably gross. Depending on our top fives at the end of the year and like how crossover I works know. out, this this it's been so strong though. Like I said, top ten at the beginning because this year has just been. I've loved this year's movies, and we're not even an Oscar season. We're in fucking August. All the oh, there's so much more good shit yeah. coming. I mean, but Oscar season can be a letdown too. So. Jess and Nicole and I, I guess last right. time decided we're going to keep doing Idris Elba movies. I think he's got a new one coming out. I don't know the trailer I saw, Beast, <laughs> where Idris Elba fights a tiger oh, yeah, yeah. or a lion. Yeah. He's in a village yeah. in the jungle on the African plains. I don't know what he's doing, but that looks I'm interesting. concerned about his choices sometimes. Yeah, but he's so good. That's another guy. I don't understand why. He is good. I don't know why he hasn't found... Um, I don't know why he hasn't gotten his, his actor, niche. his actor, or an actor, he's an actor, his Oscar uh, performance yet. I thought Molly's Game, he should have gotten nominated for supporting actor, but he did not because stupid Academy, but Molly's Game, so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Host pick, whatever. Uh, films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out <laughs> to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan <laughs> underscore pod host. Email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Uh, that's it. Thank you for being on for Bullet Train. Okay, have this. I I, yeah. I haven't talked about a movie I love since Everything Everywhere. So it's uh, you know everything else has been kind of I know hit and miss a lot of three star movies. You know I hate talking about those, but this is great. This is good. Till next that's time, it, Till next time, this is Brian signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost 
on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.